0: Artists, the sociopathic medium. No, the sociopathic medium is not me. I'm of course talking about the sociopathic medium known as the Hollywood medium, known as Tyler Fucking Henry, because I watch this thing on Telebox, right, on the television. That is, uh was it Hollywood Medium, something like that? Some TV fucking show, which has got some Macaulay Corkin look-alike, right, creep. Going around doing, like, psychic readings and shit for celebrities and stuff. And it's really rather eerie, right? It's one of those ones which the guy is clearly a fucking weirdo, right? So I was uh, watching and I was thinking, okay, what's my opinion of this dude, right? Reading this guy, listening to the TV show, what he's going on about, how he's kind of working. It is very kind of Hollywood it is very um television so you're playing up to the cameras and all that sort of stuff level of psychic reading not particularly good i think the guy more likely borders along con artist as opposed to actual medium I think that the guy was has some sort of medical background. From my understanding, he was training to be a nurse or something and often jumped to very common health conditions and stuff like that that brings up in his readings. Um, I think that he's a sociopath and I think that he isn't very good at the kind of emotional things. He lets his mask slip, as it were. Now, why am I bringing this up? Do I have a problem with Tyler Henry, the sociopathic medium? Well, it's all for entertainment purposes. So, not really. I think that a lot of people that get sucked in by this sort of thing, um, fake mediums, all that sort of thing, they're not really going to, you're not really going to be able to warn them, right? You're not really going to be able to educate a lot of these sorts of people. So, We see this sort of thing, me and Chris, all the time with psychic fairs and stuff, whereas people that are just unbelievably shit are doing psychic work. Or they're just con artists. Most of the time you'd leave them to do what they will. Um, But I don't know. Maybe that that needs to change. I don't know. I'm um, working through my thought process in this rambling. I am a rambling about stuff out loud as opposed to in my head because my head is full of this sort of shit right this is what happens in my head as I'm driving along or doing something my mind just fills with stuff and I have conversations like this with myself okay so I am verbalizing that internal monologue and today my interest lies on influencers famous psychics and that kind of thing and then comparing and contrasting what i do what chris does what we do as a company in a business under the kind of thof umbrella and then also what we see other people do that we mentor or people that we kind of know at the local moots or people from the witchcraft Life or no horse bar uh, witchcraft facebook groups right and i always try to learn i always try to self-reflect and think about why I do the things I do, the approaches I take, whether they're approaches that need to be rethought about, you know, reworked, anything like that. So one thing that caught my attention, or not really caught my attention, something that I thought about before, but something that got entered back into my mind was after Chris did that ramblings about um a certain new YouTube channel right and it was all about traditional witchcraft and all that sort of thing but it wasn't really delivering anything new okay it was just literally literally actually reading from a book right so it was prepared speech reading from a book and and that channel's getting quite a lot of views now um it's not putting out any more information out there than what was already there um It's not really the sort of thing that me and Chris try to do, because what we try to do is try to inspire people in a lighthearted way most of the time, and then marry up that with the odd kind of lesson, the odd kind of putting a bit of information out there. Reason being for that is the approach is you can take a horse to water, but you can't make it drink, okay? And also, if you just filled everything with non-stop gnosis and um examples of work and explanations things do get a little bit dry and a bit boring i don't really want to be one of those people that is that kind of university lecturer or that person that does the ted talk which is an expert in their field full of knowledge that everyone wants to know and is a great interest but they're really fucking boring and you can't help but fall asleep and i've been told i send people to sleep with these ramblings but fuck you um and it's packaging up and delivering it so it got me thinking about why influencers and why people that put their work out there why they do that some of them are attention seeking whores obviously because of social media other people look to learn And the way they look to learn is to put a little bit out there of themselves to try and find like minded individuals or to try really and contribute. Because there's the idea that if you contribute or you shouldn't just take, but you should contribute as well. Um, And we see quite a lot of this really in the Witchcraft Live Facebook group where you've got people that they've got experience with magic not maybe much confidence but despite not having much confidence or or experience they still try to give a little they still even if it's just notifying people and writing little posts about what they're up to um they're trying to give to a certain extent to the community so i, I see quite a lot of that with people that do youtube channels and all that sort of thing and blogs and um podcasts and stuff trying to give to the community um, others try to push out information and teach obviously some of those people aren't very good at it but they still try to do it anyway so it's less about you know um, blogging and more about trying to give information to people to establish themselves as a teacher or to push their form of magical practice and the like. Now, the one thing that I stay away from and the weird things which is one of the reasons why I don't tend to put a lot of my work out there so obviously as everyone knows I see clients from a magical perspective um Mondays and that sort of thing and I I, it's not so much I don't really necessarily um not talk about that or not blog specifically about that because I want the person to mi- remain anonymous because with that you can make a person anonymous right like I've done the client case files and stuff on, uh, on the Patreon where we cut, we, you know I change their names or I don't mention their names and that kind of thing so we can do it anonymously but the problem is, is I've never wanted to go down the route of me Kind of putting out spell work and stuff like that that I do because I worry that someone is going to come along and just copy it. Now, I've got no problems whatsoever with someone coming along and using the same methodology, formulas, all that sort of thing as I do. I have no problem with that. I don't keep formulas and stuff secret. I don't care enough about that sort of thing to keep shit like that secret. Um, It's what worries me is this correspondence recipe book thinking, which is that is uh, someone that seems to know what they're doing. I will copy them. And all of the stuff that we normally put out, you will notice that there's stuff missing in it. And it's not difficult stuff. It's not, oh, you're not allowed to know this. What it is, is like those things that you may have used to have to do at school where you've got to, you know exam type things we did a lot of these in primary school whereas a paragraph of text with little blank bits and you have to fill in the blank bits with the right words right is a lot like that we give formulas methodology more importantly talk a little bit about it and then let you fill in the rest because the basic structure we put out and then if you want to go ahead and, and copy that at least you have to put some effort into actually thinking about it Right. Same with all of the kit boxes and little spell kits and stuff like that. You never get is it. It was never designed for you to pick it up, put all of the pieces together and light the fucking candle. It was designed to get you into a mentality and to think about things. Now, the reason I've normally stayed away from talking about psychic work that I've done and um, specific jobs and potions and spells and that is because I really would hate to put that out. And then someone come along and wants to do the same type of spell or same type of magic, and then just copy it because it's not necessarily going to work. And it's sloppy magic. Copy and paste magic is fucking sloppy magic. I'm not saying it can't work, but it is sloppy magic. Um, but I'm thinking because all of there is a reason that all of these channels and all of these people that go out and do that do really well and i've often wondered do they do really well because it's entertainment or do they do really well because that is a form of learning and teaching that people really like so we never really had a set format for producing content and for teaching and stuff like that A lot of this personality led and logically goes by how I think or how Chris thinks we should teach a subject or talk about a a subject. Obviously no Hosbard witchcraft podcast is just us chatting but it's us chatting as if we were talking to a group of random people it's not just us chatting to ourselves there's a certain Saturnian thing where that's a little bit more like the actual conversations we have Um, but enough about that. Um, but we've not really put out there a case of, you know, this a um, thing that you see so much of. Just here's a psychic reading that I did for someone. Here's a spell I'm going to do for someone. And not really explaining it and stuff like that. Just kind of doing it. Um, but things like that do really well. And I found that a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of humour, and a little bit of gossip... Is the right format for what everyone that likes us seems to like. They like a little bit of knowledge because they always want to feel like they're adding a little bit to their practice and they, they've walked away with something having thought about something in a different way that they don't already or going away and learning something new. They carry on listening a lot of the time um, although I know for some it's a guilty pleasure and they don't like to admit it because they find us funny, amusing, a little bit of humour helps like Mary Poppins would say, a little bit of sugar makes the medicine go down. A little bit of comedy kind of helps you retain the information, makes it more palatable rather than just someone droning on and on and on about in depth magical practice. Um, and then the gossip, which is love to fucking gossip, storytelling, seeing a story unfold, seeing a beginning, middle, and end to something also, I think, helps people stay, um, you know, kind of stay with the episode stay with the podcast stay with the information and also perhaps process the information easier um, a lot of the case files in that obviously there is a story behind them the people that come for a specific job for a specific work for a specific help there is a story there there's a reason why they're doing that and we try to tell that story in a condensed form now I've noticed that Some channels and people that put content out there specifically about tarot and psychic readings and stuff like that. It's kind of gossip. It's kind of looking at someone else's life. It's like these celebrity reality shows where it's like Geordie Shore or um, the Kardashians, I think it's called, where it's just like following someone's life around that isn't even really real because they set shit up, I think, don't they, on reality TV. It's not 100% real if even 50% real but there's a story there and a kind of you're looking through a keyhole into someone's life and I wondered whether this might be a process something to see how many people actually react to that so basically at the moment I have a little project going on where I thought what I would do is um because I do work occasionally doing psychic work and I do a lot of spell casting work and all that sort of thing I thought it would be nice to separate from thoughts, from the teaching stuff just a, if you were earwigging or listening to or spying on a consultation, right? So it's not an explanation of the process. It's not teaching in any way. It is literally me doing what I would do for a specific person and then just recording it and seeing what happens, seeing who kind of gets attracted to that kind of thing, who responds to that sort of thing, and really what that archive would look like after a year. So I've created a a, a pseudonym, a fake name, um, and I've created a a YouTube channel with that fake name and that persona. And what I'm basically doing on that at the moment is, when i do psychic work psychic readings um and spell casting and that sort of thing all i'm doing is because i'm doing a lot more stuff online now which i never really like doing um but fuck it it produces good money and the mundane's i just find it easier um i thought that you've got to kind of produce videos content that sort of thing and I thought what I'll do is I used to do this a little bit you know earlier on it was more traditional cunning fake but I'm trying to see what it is these online spellcasters and psychics and that what their practice consists of and the sorts of clients that they get so I've made this fake um well obviously to me so it's not 100% fake but uh pseudonym that I'm working under and I'm going on some of these platforms right I won't name the platforms that I'm going on but I'm going and doing a little bit of an exploratory look at what sort of people use these platforms and what sort of problems they have because the way I started was the reluctant witch it was I started in construction as many people know and then I end up bumping into people with unusual magical problems right and then i being me because i struggle to keep my mouth shut sometimes when someone walks in and says their house is haunted and i say no it's not fucking haunted or someone walks in and they uh you know doing work in someone's house or meeting someone and they've got an obvious problem that i can see and me point out hey did you realize that you've got something nasty growing in you you might want to visit the doctor type situation how do you know that I can smell it, Um, that sort of thing obviously gets you a reputation after a while. So with that it was kind of growing my cunning man professional witch business uh, before I met Chris really, um, before we knew each other and we started the whole thought thing Uh, very slowly and it was phone calls from people that know new people or know people that I've kind of assisted or helped before. It was very much the case of, I've got this kind of problem. I was speaking to Gary or whoever about this, and they recommended you. They said I should talk to you. Anyway, here's my story type thing. And it was very much a case of that. It was never the kind of marketing. It was always the old-fashioned approach, like the old cunning folk. You just get a reputation for knowing creepy, paranormally, supernatural shit. And then getting people willing to pay you money or whatever um, in order to fix their problems or to give them more information about something, right? So I never really did the whole marketing thingy until I eventually started working, you know, when we started going to uh, psychic fairs and stuff like that, trying to streamline it and really take my what's more traditional cunning, wise woman-y kind of peller type practice which is what i'm really like and take it and try to fit it into this industry that we have nowadays this psychic fair kind of chintzy shit. we tried to take what we did and, and put into that we never really fit it obviously which is one of the reasons or yeah basically one of the big reasons we do our own events now and don't showcase at psychic fairs because we can't stand that format um, but anyway, so I've decided to re-go into that format, to go into the chintzy psychic world and the chintzy spellcasting fraudulent medium type world and see what happens. And I'm going to document this. I'm committed to documenting it over a year. So I set up this YouTube channel and I'm just uploading things like psychic readings I've done for people, um, maybe spellcasting stuff I've done for, for people. But it's not clients that come through the Thoth uh, brand, and it's not clients that come through any of my kind of traditional access routes. This is pure internet platform marketing. So just from these chintzy psychic spellcasting type websites, where, from what I can tell, they have databases where someone pays uh, psychic to tell them a read do a reading or tell the future or do a spell or some shit like that and then the, the platform takes commission. So I've I've got I'm on a couple of those databases now. We're gonna see what happens. And I'm gonna probably produce uh something at the end of it talking about my experience with it and really compare it and contrast it into the way we work. Now uh, some of you might be wondering obviously what this YouTube channel is. Um, because I've so far I've uploaded four videos to it. All of them are psychic readings so far, um, and I'm not going to be releasing. It's not really going to be linked to Thoth. So I'm not going to be referencing it or trying to get any of the clients or anything like that to Thoth because Thoth is very much about serious magic, serious magical practitioners. It's not something for people to kind of gawk at and entertain themselves with you know we take magic seriously and we only really want to deal with people that are interested like actually in learning magic and talking about magic whereas this whole other thing is more about seeing what mundanes think of us what they want you know and this internet thing, which i'm not always that great at understanding that a little bit more um so yeah so I, i'm going with that um I have a pseudonym, I'm not going to tell you what the pseudonym is and I'm not going to tell you what the channel is. If you manage to find it, please don't tell anyone, but I'm not actively telling people and it's not something that the Thoth witchcrafty kind of people that would be listening to this on the Patreon or in the Witchcraft Live groups are probably really going to care much. It's not teaching, it's literally more blogging sessions. Um, So I don't think people are going to get a lot from that, personally. Uh, The only thing you would get from it is having a little snapshot of someone's life, you know. And I suppose if you're the sort of mundane that was always thought I'd like to get a psychic reading, but I have no idea what's involved with it. Obviously, given that I'm putting a lot of these readings on youtube as well because some of these platforms do this video thing so they'll send you a request um and then you have to do a video response back to it so i've done quite a few of those now and then some of them are kind of pay by the minute um video calls and phone calls and stuff like that so i'm not going to be recording the client because i think that's unethical Um, but a lot of the video-y type ones that I have to put on, I'm probably just going to upload that as well to the YouTube. And I'm not going to tell the client because I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. So rather than obviously asking permission, I think if they find out, I'll just ask for forgiveness. Um, And if I get kicked off these platforms, then who really gives a shit at the end of the day? Let's be fair. I mean it's only an experiment anyway. But yeah. So I, I'm I'm delving into this chintzy world of the psychics and online spellcasters and stuff like that. We had one recently on one of the groups. I think it was the No horse Bard, with some person writing a fake review for it was a fake profile writing a fake review for uh some doctor something hoodoo. Business, which was clearly the person that runs the business or a bot or something. Um, So I'm not really doing any of that, but it is that kind of level of thing. So, yeah, so we will see what happens. Um, And I will keep you posted. Well, I probably won't keep you posted. What I will probably do is at the end of the year, so at the end of 2022, which feels like a long way away, I'm going to maybe do a little... In a video or a podcast episode or something about this whole experience and what I've learned from it um and what was fun and what was not I am slowly losing the will to live already because i'm starting this in November uh, two thousand and twenty one and uh yeah the sorts of people that I'm getting through let's just say aren't quite to the same caliber or quality is the sort of clients that we get through the Thoth Witchcraft shop but I've committed to doing it for a year um so we will see what happens I'd be very interested to know um obviously you guys listening whether you have worked on any of these platforms or whether you've considered working on any of these platforms or what you think of this sort of thing Um, don't ask me for the channel name or anything like that because I'm not going to tell you. It's going to be a secret. And I will probably talk, you know, a little bit more openly about it after the year. But what I don't want is I don't want all of the people from, you know, that are on the Witchcraft Live group and that to kind of go onto the channel. What I'm more interested in is who happens to find it based on algorithms and stuff like that. And I think with the sort of people that, we you know let's be fair there's most of the people that tend to follow us on the social media or listen to us tend to be more actual practitioners and I'm not too sure whether if a of you go and subscribe to it whether that's gonna impact in any way because what I want is the really chintzy shitty people that like the Tyler Henry type fans you know to see what they're all about um but anyway, yeah, I'd be interested to know whether any of you lot have done anything similar or if you've got any stories or anything like that, because I know there are quite people that, a lot of people that work professionally doing psychic work, witchy work, and I know you lot work online a lot more than we do. So there we go. This is just a little quick update. Um Yes, I won't be uh, putting a a fez or a a funny hat on or makeup or anything like that and calling myself a swami. It's not going to be like uh, hoop earrings dressing up as a gypsy or a left-hand path practitioner. I'm not dressing up as a A coetan or anything like that. Um, To do this, it's going to be anonymous, so I'm not showing my face or anything, but it's going to be a little bit more Liam-esque, and I'm not jazzing up the readings or... I'm doing it as I normally would I'm just doing it for a slightly different audience really so like some of the readings I'm on there obviously there's a lot of swearing and a lot of calling out the person that's hired me Um, but one of the good reasons one of the good things about it is the fact that I don't really give a shit I'm really not interested in reviews or um, whether they like the reading or anything like that so we'll be really it'll be interesting because I've noticed a lot of the other ones on a lot of these platforms are very tell them what they want to hear happy clappy kind of new-agey people and I'm not I'm not going down that route I'm literally going a kind of like the Paul Williams says the read like the devil type so I've called quite a few people out um, so far and yeah I'm not I'm not doing it in a light-hearted way I'm being quite the pantomime villain um, <laughs> as you can imagine i think i play it quite well um but there we go so this is a very quick short ramblings but i'm just giving you a little sneak peek at a little project that i'm up to at the moment um so there we go have a nice week and i will see you for the next ramblings on monday it should be out so goodbye